Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. We always appreciate it when you share on social media. Uh, you guys got to go check out the brand. And new America Out Loud dot news site looks great. It's up and running. You can go to the sh- uh, menu tab, find all the shows, find our full archive. You could pull up uh, the America Out Loud shop. Lots to see over at the new America Out Loud site. Gonna get started with the show tonight, talking about uh, Claudine Gay, who has recently resigned as the president of Harvard University after campus anti-Semitism, along with uh, some plagiarism that she's recently been accused of. So uh, things were not looking good for Gay. She really came on the radar when she testified in front of the congressman up on the Hill and did an abysmal job defending the school's anti-Semitic rhetoric that was coming out of the students. Uh, In fact, it was pathetic. And then in her resignation letter, she goes as far as to hint that it's because of racism is the attacks that she has come under, which is just absolutely ridiculous. She says, when my brief presidency is remembered, I will hope it will be seen as a moment of reawakening to the importance of finding our common humanity. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope it's a reminder that if you let anti-Semites in positions like this, uh, the students are going to revolt as well. And that she went on to say, of not allowing rancor and vituperation to undermine the vital process of education. She also noted that it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor, two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. So here you have her blaming racism for her not holding the anti-Semitism accountable on her own campus. This woman is absolutely pathetic. It is no wonder uh, so many of these woke politicians that we see brag about their time at Harvard. uh, It's no longer a learning center. It's an an indoctrination center. And if you send your kids there, they're going to become anti-American, anti-Semitic, really just embarrassments to society because that's what so many have the have turned out to be uh, unless if you're just uh, one of the few that stand out but I would not want to send my kids to one of these Ivy League institutions with all the indoctrination that goes on there Rob how are you doing tonight and uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the new America out loud site and Miss Claudine Gay Andrew I'm doing great tonight and glad you brought up Claudine Gay, because I definitely have some thoughts on that. Not too long ago, B.B. Diamond and I, we did a show toward the end of last year that DEI is racism on steroids. And we mentioned uh, Miss Gay and how she, what she did is going to cause thousands of Blacks, definitely women, 
to suffer. Now, Al Sharpton came out and said that this is an attack on black women. No, Al, stop. He's trying to appeal to the emotions of black women. This woman was not qualified. She should have not been in that position, but she was selected because of her skin color. So while she's saying she was let go because of racism, no, you're wrong. You were selected for that position, not for the content of your character, which is something that Dr. Martin Luther King spoke about some 50 years ago. But you were selected for that position as a DEI hire because you were a Black woman. Regardless of your content, they didn't even look at that. Because when you look at her record, yes, she has a stellar education. She works to Exestier, Xavier, I think, high school, uh, daughter of immigrants. She went to all these Ivy League schools. But she had nothing other than that her, but an empty resume. And I would submit to... You Go ahead. Andrew. Tell by uh, me reading your statement, she definitely can use some big words that I can't pronounce. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if uh, she's too uh, street smart besides uh, book smart. Well, I wonder if she can pronounce some of those words. I wonder if some of her students can pronounce the words because we now see yeah. that Harvard is just opening up the door to anyone. Or did she it used to be the bastion of education? Some you know Ivy League school, Andrew. Yeah, or did she plagiarize the statement as well? Because we're hearing that she's a plagiarist now. That's a good point. That's a good point because when you're at that level, making almost a million dollars, you don't write the statement. Someone else prepares them for you. But the fact that she lasted this long and they didn't get rid of her. And to be clear, don't be deceived. Don't think that they got rid of her because they were losing money. Yeah, they lost a billion dollars because you had Bill Ackerman and some of the other uh, former students or alumni of the school that were saying, we need to change the course of Harvard because Harvard isn't the learning institution it used to be. We need to protect all students, mainly the Jewish students who were under attack. And you got this black woman going before the Hill being questioned by, what was her name, Representative uh, Senator uh, Elise Stefanik, and asking her point blank. Did they violate the code of ethics of Harvard? And she started giving this word salad, depends on the content, depends on this. And we even said, Andrew, if you were to replace Jews with the word black, you would have everyone in the world saying, oh, this is wrong. You're against black people. But she could not utter those words that what was happening was against the Jewish students because of what ha is happening currently right now in Israel, between Israel and Hamas, a war that Hamas started, a war that Hamas is getting its butt kicked. But you have students that are here, individuals, young people that don't know history, a history that liberals are constantly saying that the white man created. No, this is a history that you guys created, the history that you guys have distorted, and you're not allowing the true history to come in. That history. Because if you were to really look at history, you would see that this same woman during the Harvey Weinstein Me Too movement got a black man fired because he chose to represent Harvey Weinstein. Everyone deserves representation. But she got him fired because she said he's not living by the value. She got him fired. Now, think about this. I had completely forgotten about it, Andrew. I'm sure that the media knew about it. They sat on it. They weren't going to bring it up. And I started doing some research, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is the same woman that got this black man fired. But quiet as it's kept, 
They want you to think she's innocent on both sides because some of them want you to feel, oh, look at what we're doing to the poor black woman. She's not poor. Okay, we're not doing anything to her. She created this. These are self-inflicted wounds. She plagiarized. She plagiarized Dr. Carol Swain's books. She plagiarized it. And no one wants to talk about what she did to Dr. Carol Swain. Now, they mentioned that she plagiarized some other professor, I think, in, uh, in, in Ohio. I think we've discovered she's like plagiarized almost 50 plus times. She hasn't written any books, which is something that she should have done. So what qualified her to be the president of Harvard? Well, she's a black woman. A black woman happened to be married to a white man. And she would have stayed there. Barack Obama, the first black president. And I'm using these identities because you have to when you're dealing with the liberals because they love identity politics. Barack Obama, the first black president, possibly the first bisexual black president, because we know that he had man fantasies, according to a girlfriend of his. And see how quiet that story is kept? <laughs> it's not that he wants to keep it quiet. I'm sure he's okay with it. I wonder if they'll put a microphone in front of Michelle and say, "How did, what are your thoughts about Barack and his uh, having fantasies about men? If I ever interviewed her, that would be one of the first questions I would ask her. First, I would say, how are you? Then I would say, let me just ask you this. But no one is going to put that question to her. What you bet. No one is going to ask her. Whereas with Melania Trump, they would ask her, do you think that Donald Trump is faithful to you? Do you think he had an affair with Stormy Daniel? They don't care about, oh, is that the proper thing to say? Oh, they don't care. So why wouldn't we ask Michelle Obama the same thing? Are you and Barack Obama, are you guys having relationships? Is this an open, is this an open relationship, your marriage? I would put that question to her. But that Barack Obama was fighting behind the scene to keep gay on as the president of Harvard. Because the only thing they were looking at is that she's black and she's a woman. And we don't have a white man who's leading the university. Why is that? She has no skill set. We saw that she couldn't conduct herself during the interview on the Hill. And let's just take, take a step back. It was Liz McGill, who is the president of UPenn. Claudine Gay, whom we're talking about, and Sally Kornbluth. Now, I think Liz McGill, after the hearing, she just decided to step down because she knew that she had just bombed. They had all messed up. And I don't know how long Sally Kornbluth is going to last over MIT. No, we're not. Let's be clear here. We're not saying that women can hold these positions, Andrew. We're not saying that at all. But we are saying that there are qualified women that are out there that should be considered and not these left-wing liberals. Claudine Gay wouldn't even make it in corporate America. A stellar education has written nothing. So what was she doing all this time besides trying to get a black man fired because he decided to represent Harvey Weinstein? Is she going to go and apologize to him? Are any of her critics going to apologize to him? Are any of, their, any of them going to call her out for attacking this black, this white, this black man? I'm sorry, this black man? Are any of them going to attack him? And he, too, was a graduate of Harvard. Is anyone going to come out and call her out as to what she did? No. They're still focusing on she should have kept her job. She should still be the president. Making, I think, close to 900000 And although she stepped down from being the president, she's still on staff. She's a tenure professor. 
No, what is she going to teach the students? How is she going to grade them after finding out that she's a plagiarist? And, and a point that I was about to make earlier, and I said, don't, don't get it confused, that she wasn't being let go or stepping down because of the donations. Because Harvard is, and they call it, have you noticed, Andrew, how they call it the corporation? The corporation Harvard, the corporation. I was thought, really? I thought it was yes. a university. But they consider it a corporation because it's pretty much a uh, hedge fund. It has an endowment of a billion dollars. People could shut their books, their uh, wallets up right now, and Harvard would still survive. But you know why they decided to let her go? Because they were being made fun of. They were the joke of all butts. And it should stay that way. Because people who left, who graduated, were saying, oh, my God, they're tarnishing our relationship. And it's one thing that Harvard treasures is its relationship as being the top Ivy League school. Harvard. I went to Harvard. And it's nothing but a, a, some type of a club, a clubhouse. If you go to Harvard, doors were open for you. People just see it on your resume. Oh, let them in. Never mind the fact that you probably was a, probably a plagiarist. Let them in. Right. Never mind We've the got... fact that you're probably indoctrinated, Andrew. Yeah, we've got all these graduates from Harvard, like the Obamas, who graduate as lawyers, who never go and actually practice law as a lawyer. You've got these authors who never write books. I mean, like you said, they just live on their reputation of saying, oh, I graduated from Harvard and just get these cush office jobs like Gay had as position that she had no business in being in. And as Rob mentioned, the only reason she was in that spot was she was a diversity hire. And you just wait and see, they're going to do another diversity hire uh, when they replace her. Instead of looking out and uh, finding the most qualified candidate. Or how about they select an Asian who is discriminated against uh, in Harvard? Their GPA has to be so much higher than other minorities it's pretty ridiculous so uh why don't they do something like that but we know they won't they're just going to look for the mo next most woke candidate that they can find the next woke candidate and i was looking at an article that i had sent you when we we're doing the pre-work or prepping and was a article from the new york post that said that ex-law professor claims harvard president claudine gay made a career out of attacking black scholars <laughs> made a career out of attacking black scholars. And now look at her. And we're supposed to all have sympathy for her. As I mentioned in the opening, you have Al Sharpton coming out saying that she's being attacked because she's a black woman. And again, they're just trying to appeal to black women who probably don't know about her history the same way they didn't know about the history of Kamala Harris. The only thing they knew that she was the attorney general of California. Oh, and she's the first black and she's this and she's powerful. I mean, I even fell for it. I thought, wow, she seems to be impressive. It's too bad she's a Democrat. And Barack Obama seemed to be in love with her. And I guess that's the reason why Michelle Obama typically endorsed her when she became the vice president of Joe Biden, because she definitely didn't endorse her when she was running, because you would have thought there would have been a sisterhood. But Michelle, of course not. Michelle was jealous of her. I wonder if she's jealous of men. Well, probably not, because she probably knows that she can't compete against a man, but she can compete against a woman. Oh, well, who, who cares? But back to the story, Kamala Harris, the exact same thing. They hid the fact that she threw black men in jail, said nothing about it. She's glorious. Oh, she's going to be this, and she's so powerful. Only to find out that she's an empty suit, 
who slept her way to the top. We just have to be honest here, Andrew. And we've spoken about this before. It should be no secret to our listeners. She slept her way through the top with Willie Brown, the former uh, mayor of San Francisco, being the top dog prize that banged her. Let's just be honest here. We can't enter into 2024 with lies. We, we have to be honest, Andrew. So that's how she climbed up the ladder. No, I don't know how Gay climbed up the ladder other than the fact that she was a black woman who became indoctrinated. And it's so interesting when you see these characters, Andrew, when they start out young and they seem so innocent. I was looking at a picture of her when she was really young and she looked like a nice young lady. Long, nice hair, nice smile. And now she's shaved all of her hair off. They look like looks a radical. Like looks like Lori Lightfoot's sister. <laughs> right, right. Lori Lightfoot's sister. And even even Andrew, Lori Lightfoot. Have you seen pictures of her in her younger years? I mean, she yes. looked like a female. I mean, she had nice hair. But then when they, they become radicalized, they shave all their hair off. One to look butch. Now, Lori, we know, is a lesbian. Gay is married to a white man. A doctor at that. But it's like they just flip and they go crazy trying to prove a point that doesn't need to be proven. So all this stuff that she would attack black scholars, it was hidden from viewers. And I'm sure black people don't know, they don't know anything about it. They just see that she's a woman, she's black, and they think that, oh man, the conservatives are trying to take her out. No, there are even liberals that are saying that she does not deserve to be in that position. And like I said, you got Barack Obama behind the scenes fighting for her. Now, I want to pick this about because I see that we're up against a commercial break because we, we need to do a better job. No, I'm not going to say we. Just stick with Andrew. Content of character and you won't go wrong, period. Yeah, well said. You mentioned uh, Kamala Harris sleeping her way to the top with Willie Brown. Um, do you think or uh, you'd have to wonder if uh, she used that same tactic to get on top as vice president? Maybe uh, Jill Biden tongue-kissing um, Kamala Harris's husband was a little revenge, huh? I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, crazier things have happened. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, try out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Go to HealthyCell.com. Check out the great products and save with the promo code OUTLOUD. You can also go to americaoutloud.shop and you'll find the link along with a lot of other great merchandise. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, 
code out loud for 25% off. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Okay, we're back, and I want to just continue this discussion. I had mentioned that Claudine Gay has a reputation of attacking Black scholars, but more in particular, more poignantly, attacking Black male scholars. And there was an article in the New York Post by this one guy. His name was Winkville Tyman Jr., an ex-professor at the California Western School of Law in San Diego. He ripped Gay in a New York a Newsweek op-ed published last week assisting that the attacks on her are credible and are well-deserved and that, and some have argued, are racial in nature. And he's like, but they're not because she has made it a career of attacking the work of black men. Now, why is that? This is a woman who's married to a white man, attacking black scholars, attacking their work only to find out that her work, she plagiarized. And let's just be clear here when we're saying plagiarized, because I see that the media once again is trying to redefine the definition of plagiarism. It's when you take a person's work that is written in a newspaper, a book, you copy it, and you present it as yours, as opposed to putting in quotation marks and saying, that according to this news outlet or according to this particular source or this person said this to give them or to cite that they said this and not you, that's plagiarism. Now, fake news CNN is saying, oh, that's not plagiarism. It's not plagiarism at all. What she did is that she just miscopied. No, she didn't miscopy. She plagiarized. And you would think that these journalists on fake news CNN and PMSNBC would know that, but Andrew, maybe they don't, because the majority of them aren't journalists. They're pundits. They're spinners. And they want to control the narratives. So now that she's out, they want to try and protect her. And don't be at all surprised, as I mentioned to you. She's keeping her salary of 900000 Although there are other people out there that should have that salary, that are more qualified, that have written books like Dr. Carol Swain. She left her university, I think it was at Vanderbilt, because they were after her because she wasn't a, a liberal. 
So she decided to step down and early retirement. But going back to Dr. Gay, who was the former president of Harvard, she gets to keep her salary. She will continue to teach at Harvard. And what will she teach? There are other qualified people that are deserving of that salary. And Andrew, when you look across the, across the field as a whole, this is indicative of what corporate America has been doing. Putting people in positions that should not be there. Putting women in positions that should not be there. Both black and white, mainly black women. Remember not too long ago, I think about three years ago, there was a engineer from Google who posted on, I think it wasn't, maybe it was Twitter or Reddit. He said that the reason why you don't have a lot of women in engineering is that they don't qualify. They just, they, they don't have an interest in it. They don't have an interest in the math, the mathematics or what it takes to be a successful engineer. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some who aren't there because there are women in engineering, but not a lot. He said that and Google fired him, saying he was being a misogynist. No, he was just speaking the truth. And then when you bring these people in and you give them these roles that they don't qualify for, they have no interest in, they're just there because they're like, well, I should make that amount of money also, but are you good at it? And then they fail. And then there are some that are just propped up there who shouldn't be there. I spoke to a good friend of mine and he was working at this one job and he said, oh my God, he said, I can't believe it, but my manager knows absolutely nothing. Now to be clear, as a manager, you don't have to know the end of the outs of the job, but you should know how to manage or something about the job. And he said, she's just hired because she's a black woman. That's it. She's not professional. It's not as if though she's even trying to understand the job. And as I've said on numerous occasions, I think B.B. Diamond and I spoke about this, and we're going to try to have her own soon, as well as Heather Robinson, spoke about this. And we said that, you know, this is, this is going to have a huge impact on women that are coming up and getting these positions, because people will always wonder, are they qualified? And, you know, I, as a Black man, getting positions in corporate America, I don't want a position because of my race. I want a position because of my ability, because the content of my character, and I have the skill set. Though some will say, oh, it's because of affirmative action. Affirmative action was good for a point in time. But now it's time to move beyond that and hire me because of my skill set. But people wrestle with it because, you know, when you're hiring people, you're going to hire someone that you can identify with. You're going to hire people that have similar backgrounds. So people will say, oh, well, that's being racist. Okay, you can see it that way. But I feel comfortable with this person. They get it. I'm going to hire that person. And Andrew, I've said so many times, if you really want to take out this whole, you know, we're going to have a certain amount of blacks, a certain amount of whites. When During the hiring process, just tell the person to send in your resume. Don't give me your name. Just send in your resume, and I will look at the resume. And I will interview you. I don't tell me your name. I will say you're candidate A, candidate B. I don't even want to see your picture. Just do it on Zoom, and I don't need to see you. And then hire the person based upon that. That way you can truly get diversity if that's what you're looking for. But if you're meeting the candidate face-to-face, -face, it's very difficult to do because you might say, oh, this is a black person. Oh, there's a white person. And if you're a white person and you're doing the hiring, you might say, hmm, I want to hire this white person because they're really qualified. But if I do that, 
someone's going to say you didn't hire the black person because they're black. You see, it's just it's not a it is a difficult situation to be in. And some will say, oh, well, you can just make the decision based upon who's qualified. But what if they're both qualified? Everyone, even Stephen across the board, how do you make that decision? Well, some would say, well, you should hire the black person. Well, why? Because there are not enough black people out in there. Yeah, but what about this white person? They need to take care of their family as well. So I think in order to eliminate that, maybe we should introduce faceless interviews. You just see the resume and that's it. And not even the resume. Just call the person in, ask them about the job. Then you see if they jive. And based upon that, you do the hiring. But some would say, yeah, but will it be a good fit? Will, it, will they mix in well? Will, it, will they jail well with the team? And, you know, sometimes, Andrew, people will come in across an interview and they seem to be the perfect candidate. You talk to them, they say the right things. They seem to have a grasp on the subject matter. They seem to have a grasp on the job. You like the personality. You feel that they'll fit in. But the moment you hire them, sometimes it could go south. It's like hills on wheels. It's like, wait a minute, who did I hire? This is not the person I interviewed. Because they'll change them. I mean, I'm more of a fan of hiring a consultant to see how that person is going to be before I say, okay, let's bring them in full time. But even with that, you never know what you're getting. Because as a consultant, they could fake the funk, and I'm going to do this for as long as I can. Once I get the job, once I get all the benefits, then I'm going to start saying, oh, I don't want to do this, and why do I have to do that? And you encounter that a lot in corporate America. So it's not like a perfect solution unless you go with, like I said, faceless resumes, don't want to see your face, don't want to see your name. I'll call you up. We'll talk. I'll see what you have to say. And based upon that, I would do the hiring. Very dangerous because you don't know how that person is going to jail with the team. But this whole thing with diversity and equity, well, you know, put a someone said to put a premium on hiring someone uh, of a diverse background, a premium on hiring someone of a different race. I'm like, but that makes absolutely no sense. Put a premium on it. What if the person doesn't qualify? You look at Joe Biden's administration. You have a lot of diversity hires who just aren't cutting it. Look at Sam Britton. The man who walks around with lipstick, ball head, and a dress. Is he the best qualified person for that? Or was it a diversity and equity hire? Look at the man, uh, Richard Levin, who goes by Rachel, Rachel Levin, a transgender. You mean you had to get a transgender? You couldn't get a woman for that position? And if I were a woman, I would sue. They say that I should be in a position because I am a woman. And all these judges and doctors are saying, but this is a woman also. No, it isn't. Look at the chromosomes. Break it down to the chromosome. And maybe, some, maybe Andrew, someone should sue based upon that and challenge that. They say this person is not a woman because they don't have the chromosomes. This person is a man pretending to be a woman. And if you want to look at it based upon that, okay, fine. But you can't say that this is a woman. You have to say, we're going to hire this person because this person is a man pretending to be a woman, and we shouldn't have to play around with the charade. But of course, at Harvard, under the gay regime, she was okay with this, the same way she was okay with Jews being attacked, because it was open season on Jews, and it was okay, we're okay with it. And you know why they were okay with it? Because of Barack Obama. Remember Barack Obama and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu did not have a good relationship. In fact, Barack Obama didn't like him. In fact, when he came to Washington once, Barack Obama didn't even meet with him. 
the same way Joe Biden didn't meet with Benjamin when he joined the UN meeting back in October. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And this is what they're putting out there. You look at all the protests that's taking place in the country, anti-Semitic protest. They know exactly what's happening here. These people, they don't care. And so when these college professors, Liz Magel, Claudine Gay, and Sally Cohenbluth went before Congress to testify about the anti-Semitism on their campuses, their speeches were already prepared. They did not care because they were sending a signal to these dumb, stupid young people that we're going to hold the line. This is what we're going to do. And that's the reason why we see every so often we see these protests, anti-Semitic protests. We see these rallies that are in support of Hamas. We see these rallies that are against straight men, heterosexuals as a whole. And men had better wake up and start standing together. And as I said during the opening of this block, this is going to have a negative effect on women. And people are going to start saying, do we need women in the workforce? Look at all the drama that they bring. Let's just be honest. Look at all the drama they bring when we let them in. Look at all the drama that has entered in by hearing black women who aren't qualified. This is going to back, this is going to have a backlash. This is going to have a negative impact because there are women that are out there, Andrew, black women, that are qualified. But see, they're telling black women now, oh, you've been oppressed for so long and they're not letting you in. Well, I thought it was that all women, I thought the women's rights movement was to include all women, not just black women, not just some women. But see, the Biden administration is doing this because they want that voting block. They could care less about the black women vote. I mean, it's about black women as a whole. They just want their vote. That's it. And black women have fallen for it. They've fallen for, oh, I'm going to be able to get in these positions. And, and some of them are even saying, oh, I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't need a man. I don't need to get married. But then once they hit their 30s and their 40s, Andrew, then they'll come back and say, oh, I want to have a baby. There are no, new, there are no good black men out there. Well, there are no good black men out there because they're already taken up. They're not going to wait for you. They weren't going to wait for you while you decide to fall for this feminist movement, while you decide to fall for this rhetoric that you don't need a man because you need to get your career. And then once you hit your 30s and your 40s on a cold winter's night, you're at home by yourself. Let's try to snuggle with your cat because you don't have a man. That's your fault because you fell for this whole idea that you don't need a man. You will listen to Oprah Winfrey and to Tyler Perry and to Barack Obama. And now reality is stepping in, and you realize, oops, I was played a fool. I was made to look like a fool. While the Claudine Gays have a man, she's a white man, and then the Katanji Brown Jackson has a man, although she can't define what a woman is. It's time to wake up. You guys are being played. You are being played by the system. You're being played by the Democrat Party. They have you buying into this foolishness. They have you thinking you've been oppressed and look at what they've done for you. Black people as a whole went through slavery. It wasn't the black man, black woman by herself. Black men went through it also. And that's the reason why we have the civil rights movement. But we didn't have the civil rights movement so that we could create another form of discrimination against white people. But you have all these companies that have fallen forward. Oh, yeah, let's bring all these black women in and they don't know what they're doing, but we're just going to bring them in. And you know what else, Andrew? A lot of these companies, 
are quietly and silently getting rid of their DEI programs. We talked about this, I think it was last year, about the diversity and equity program head of Facebook, a black woman, recently charged for embezzling, I think, almost a million dollars. A black woman, Miss Miss DEI in corporate America, and she was Miss Happy, and yeah, I'm going to bring in diversity and equity into Facebook, and I'm going to do this, and you see this across the board with these black women, bringing in diversity and equity, and I'm happy because I'm going to do this. But what about the other women? What about those women who are qualified, who aren't able to get through the door? Because you're busy trying to hire your friends and your family who aren't qualified, who don't have the skill set, whose content of character is questionable. But we're going to go in our way. and We're going to show them this. Show them what? You're going to bring in your attitude? Oh, that's stereotypical. Don't say that. Well, what else are you bringing in? We have to be honest. There is an issue with this. And we see it right now with Miss Gay who was hired without any substance, who was hired simply because she had Harvard and she went to Ivy League and she's a black woman. Now, I would like to see her grades. I want to know if she was, if they gave her, did they give her the grades because she earned it on the merit or they just gave her the grades because she was a black woman? See, you see, all this comes into play now. When you create these situations, everything that you've done is now questioned. Now, you imagine all the other people who are qualified, but their skill set would be questioned, and people would say, oh, well, that's racism because you're questioning their skill set. No, it's not. We got burned once. We don't want to get burned again. So we want to make certain that you have the skill set that you claim to have. Did you plagiarize or did you write this? Were you being truthful? See, that makes it hard on other people that are coming up. And I have been saying this from day one, ever since this whole thing with George Floyd took place and this DEI that Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and Al Sharpton is pushing. It is dangerous. It is completely dangerous. There are people that are out there that are qualified because of the content of the character and because of their skill set. But just to give it to someone because of identity politics, Andrew, it is is wrong plain and simple yes it is well spoken rob you guys are tuning into after dark with rob and andrew which is available monday through friday at 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central or 6 p.m on the west coast on america out loud's iheart radio channel we'll be back with more after dark with rob and andrew Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. 
Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Clean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew and just continue our discussion. Uh, There's a lot of talk about this Jeffrey Epstein list, of course, uh, Bill Clinton's apparently on it is Jane Doe 36. He's on the list over or on a report over 50 different times. Sounds like Mr. Clinton was a frequent visitor. And this has got celebrities paranoid all over the place. You've got Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets quarterback. He went on uh, Pat McAfee's show and said that Jimmy Kimmel will show up on the Epstein list. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel's replied furious. He said, Dear a-hole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we will debate facts further in court. So it's really uh, funny that already this list, we're just seeing some names trickle out, but it's causing people in Hollywood to completely freak out. We've heard three names will not be on the list. A lot of people say, obviously, Bill Gates is probably one of them. Uh, He's got the money and the resources to not be listed. But, uh, Rob, this has really got people on the edge of their seats. Uh, No surprise, Bill Clinton just goes to show you what a scumbag Hillary Clinton is, that she would stick with a guy whose best friend is Jeffrey Epstein. But, uh, yeah, we really dodged a bullet with her. We did. Um, I'm not at all surprised with uh, this whole Clinton deal. And people are questioning, you know, what's going to happen. And client, what was it? Client, he's client fifty-six on the list. Thirty-six. Client number thirty-six. I'm not at all surprised. I mean, we all knew that Bill Clinton was there. And what I find interesting is what the media does this all the time. Like I said, the same thing they're doing with Claudine Gay, trying to say that oh, they let her go because of racism, and they're telling black women it's racism. It has nothing to do with racism. But see, they're doing the same thing with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton went there a number of times. Bill Clinton knew the danger that he was in, but Bill Clinton loves to live on the edge of danger. But what they're trying to do is now they're trying to link Trump to it and say, oh, well, Trump was there. You know, and I was watching Fox in the morning, 
And what is that guy, Peter Deuce's dad, was on? And he goes, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump visited also. I mean, I'm like, you big duke. Like, are you serious? Donald Trump was there Steve also. Ducey? Yeah, Steve Doocy. Right, Steve Doocy. Yeah, I can't, oh. I can't stand that guy. He's the worst, <laughs> isn't he? I mean, and it's so obvious that he doesn't like Trump. And it's like, what has he done to you other than trying to make America great again? You don't have to like his personality. Yeah. As I say that all the time, don't like his personality, but his policies worked. Yeah, and President Trump's Department of Justice was the uh, one that finally prosecuted Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, why would he arrest the guy if he was complicit? Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. And then you've got Epstein's uh, victims, the lawyers coming out and saying that Trump uh, was never associated with them as far as their clients have known. So it's all just hearsay and made up from Democrats. Once again, their strategy of accuse others which you are guilty of and we're seeing that and uh, if president trump is not on this list you're gonna see a lot of uh, disappointed people we'll see a lot of disappointed people and trump said that he went there once but he said that as soon as he found out who the guy was because i think the guy had gone to mar-a-lago and he realized the guy was a pervert possibly pedophile and he kicked him out of the clubhouse. He said, no, I don't want to be around him anymore. And people will say that Trump told them, stay clear of this guy. And you know what else? Back in 2015, I think, who was it? Someone had asked Trump about Bill Clinton and Epstein. And Trump responded, he's going to have a lot of problems with Epstein. And this is before they even arrested Epstein. He had the foresight because he knew. He knew that Epstein was a dangerous man. And in addition to that, Andrew, I don't know if people remember, Epstein even had in his one of his penthouses here in New York City a picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. And no one found that suspicious. They just looked at it and laughed about it. I'm thinking yeah, I don't know. How many friends do you have that you've flown with fifty times, Rob? I mean, these guys gotta be best friends. Bill Clinton and Epstein. I mean, uh, Bill Clinton had to be devastated when Epstein uh, got murdered in prison. Apparently so. But, you know, as they said, it was an inside job. And I do believe it was an inside job. And I do believe that Bill Barr covered it up. And something else I think we spoke about in one of our other shows is that they're saying that Epstein was a an informant for the FBI. And I sincerely believe that that he was possibly an informant. Because folks, you got to realize that the FBI, no matter how bad your, bad your background is, the FBI will still use you as an informant if they have a target that they're trying to shake down or they need to get information. Now, the downside of it is that if your cover is blown, the FBI will walk away and they let you know that. You know, If your cover is blown, if you do something else, we're walking away and we will say we have no affiliation with you. I do believe that he was an, an informant for the FBI. Bill Barr knew it, and they had to get rid of him. And that is a reason why when he was found dead here in New York City, not too far from where I live, in a cell, Bill Barr went, because Bill Barr actually went there to see what happened, and he came back and ruled it was a suicide. Absolutely not. And then remember all the crazy occurrences? The guards went on break. This guard decided to go to sleep, and this guard did that. I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. Our government is lying to us. They're lying. This was a hit job. They had to take him out. And why is it taking so long to release those names? Who else is on the list? Like I said, I'm not at all surprised about Bill Clinton. 
And I would also go as far as to say, as far as anything nefarious happening with Bill Clinton and teenagers, I kind of doubt that. Bill doesn't have a reputation of liking them young. He likes the ones that are in their 30s and their 40s and are kind of trashy. Remember Paula Jones? And I'm not saying that Paula Jones is trashy, okay? But he likes the more seasoned type women. Now, some of the other guys might like them young. And also, it was saying that his name was listed those many times, that he was on the flight log going backwards and forward. But in addition to that, they said that the young girl who was trying, who said that she was raped by Prince Andrew, they were trying to get, they were contacting Bill Clinton to try to get him to flip on Prince Andrew or to say that he knew that Prince Andrew had done something, but he wouldn't do it. So I don't think there's, there, I don't think they're going to find, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think they're going to find anything that's, that's going to be a shocker with Bill Clinton going there. But as far as young girls, I doubt that seriously. But that being said, I do believe that they might find some, some dirt on some of the others and definitely Bill Gates. Because remember, Melinda Gates, when they divorced, she said that Bill Gates was not a good person and that he'd done some questionable things. And as she started to look at his life, she was like, I cannot stay in this. Melinda Gates said this. She said this on, I think it was CBS to Gail King. You guys need to go back and pull the tape and look at that. So she was alluding to the fact that he's not a good person. And you know what else, Andrew? With all these sexual harassment cases that are going on and people are going back years and bringing them forward, I'm surprised no one has done it to him because when he was over Microsoft, apparently the board had to call him in on a number of occasions and telling him you're getting a little too friendly with some of the workers because he would send these weird emails to some of the staffers and saying, you know, uh, I was wondering if we could get together, have some coffee. If you think this is weird, just delete it. I'm sorry. Do you guys remember that? This was Bill Gates. And you see how that just went under the rug so quietly. Bill Gates who was one of the founders of Microsoft, who was a billionaire at one point, one of the richest men in the world, Bill Gates, who went to Harvard, but he didn't finish because he had this idea about Microsoft. Bill Gates, who's been buying up a lot of farmland. Bill Gates, who did a TEDx talk talking about a pandemic. Bill Gates, who said that we have too many people in the world. We need to do population control. That Bill Gates, the Bill Gates that the media refuses to go after the same way they refused to go after George Soros, who put in all these radical DAs. You see how I'm just so collectively connecting the dots here? The media won't do it. Here at After Dark with Robin Andrew, we don't have the reach or the manpower, the money, the deep pockets that the media has to do this research. But yet and still, we're able to come on here night after night and present the truth to you. The same way I unearthed this information about Claudine Gay and her going after black men, black scholars, challenging their work, whereas she had no body of work and no one called her out on it. They were perfectly okay with it. Claudine Gay, the man, the woman that Barack Obama wants to remain at Harvard. Now, he's probably steaming right now that she stepped down, that she had to resign. But like I said, she gets to keep that big salary. A salary that a more qualified person should have. I'm just connecting all the dots here, folks. I'm just connecting the dots. The same way the media should be connecting the dots, but they won't connect the dots. And Andrew, you mentioned something at the beginning of the show that I want to just discuss also, just deviate a little bit about the New America Out Loud site, outloud.news. You guys got to check it out. 
You know what? They even have a picture of myself and Andrew. So you definitely want to check that out. You get to see what we look like if you're interested. We're there now. It's really snazzy, Andrew. I really like it. And when you go to our page, you see all of our stories, the present to the past. And look, you will be entertained. And this is not just us. There are other podcasters and writers that are there also. But of course, we want you to visit us. And as we always say, share. You got to start sharing the work. That's how we get our names out there. That's how we get our voices out there. Because we see right now that the liberal establishment, they have a huge platform on social media. And they will have a tendency of burying in stories. They will bury the story if they feel that it's going to hurt some person that they want to support. I mean, look at what they did in doing the 2020 election. And they're going to probably try to do it again. I mean, can you can you believe that Joe Biden is sitting in the White House? He spent two weeks vacationing in a donor's private home in a, on the Caribbean island. He did the same thing for, for Thanksgiving. And have you guys noticed how they secretly get Hunter Biden in and out of the White House? Have you noticed that? Yeah, one of the news outlets, they, they showed it on TV, and I thought, oh my gosh, he's like exiting the bottom portion of the plane. Now, he'll claim he's not in the White House. And that's probably how the cocaine got there. I mean, it's just this, this White House is so filthy, it is so compromised. But we have a media that will not expose them. The same way they refuse to expose what's happening with the Epstein log. I mean, remember, they told us that, uh, what's her name, Giselle Maxwell was going to spill all the beans. She never did. Maybe she's not going to spill the beans or disclose her black book because she's afraid for her life. And maybe she's told the prosecutors or she's told the people that are on that black book that if I die, my attorneys have explicit instructions to release it all. Maybe that's the reason why, Andrew, she's still alive. Because remember, if you guys, I don't know if you, th- if you think back, I think during the 80s I read somewhere that her dad, who was once the world's richest man, something Maxwell, he died off the shore, I think, of one of a Capri, fell in the water or something and drowned. He did that because he had the goods on a lot of other heavy hitters. And then she inherited everything. I mean, this is just how the liberals work. It is a cesspool of corruption. And Joe Biden is in on it. And that is a reason why he is given so much cover. Um, You look at Bill Clinton. I mean, if it wasn't for this whole scandal with women and Me Too, he would be out on the campaign trail. He would be out front and center. Because remember, during... And you guys have probably forgotten this. During Barack Obama's term in office, he got Bill Clinton, whom he didn't like, to sell his entire Obamacare. Bill Clinton was out laughing and chuck shucking it up and shaking hands and saying, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. But in 2016, we didn't see Bill Clinton. We didn't see Bill Clinton in 2020. Why is that? It's because of the height of the, the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement. So they couldn't put him out there. Lest the contradiction would have been way blatant that, wait a minute, he's part of the Me Too movement also. He has caused a lot of harm. And as I mentioned to you, Miss Gay, she went after a black attorney who decided to represent Harvey Weinstein. Because he's not standing up for the values of women. You see how all these people are in on it? They're corrupt. 
but they present themselves as being the virtues of ethics, the virtues of democracy, the virtues of uh, what word am I looking for here? Of uh, oh gosh, I can't think of it now. Of more a morality. That's what I'm looking for. Morality. That they're the peak. They're the they're the, the benchmark, and you have to look at them. And they're the ones who are going to take us all the way. No, they're the ones who are destroying America. They're the ones who are destroying democracy. And as I've said on numerous occasions, and I will keep saying it, Andrew, the media in its current form needs to be shut down because they are truly a threat to our democracy. A threat. The fact that they could not call out Claudine Gay and say that she should not be there. The fact that they could not put pressure on the Department of Justice to release all the information on Jeffrey Epstein. I guess they feel that we'll give them Bill Clinton. That'll calm them down. No, it will not. We want the whole thing. And whoever's name is on it, let, let the chips fall where they may. Now, of course, they're going to always say, well, Donald Trump, he was there. But Donald Trump, again, he looked at this man and said, I don't want any part of that. But the media won't report on that. It's always, but Trump did it too. But Trump did it too. Look at what they're trying to do now with the electorates. Oh, but he did it too. Look, how he had he tried to sneak electorates in. No, he did not. And this is the reason why we have to be forever careful, Andrew, and forever in tune, because the media will be deceptive and will have us thinking, believing a lie rather than the truth, as they did with Miss Gay. She would still be there. If there weren't donors saying, you're going to destroy the reputation of Harvard, you need to get rid of her. But who knows? Don't be at all surprised if she ends up on fake news CNN, PMSNBC, or she'll probably go do a joint venture with Michelle and Barack Obama on their podcast. Don't at all be surprised. You have not heard the last of this woman, and she is not repentant, Andrew. Yeah, very well said. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream, or you can go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.